This is Monocle on Design Extra. It's a short show to accompany our weekly programme, where we discuss everything from architecture and craft to furniture and fashion. I'm Maylie Evans. Swapna Tamhane is a Montreal-based artist, curator and writer, whose installation, The Golden Fibre, is now part of the Scottish Design Galleries at the Victoria and Albert Museum, Dundee. Drawing inspiration from archives held at the University of Dundee, Swapner's work explores the context of the fibre jute and the lives of workers in and around Calcutta under British colonialism. The installation includes a collage of archival photographs and drawings of workers and microscopic images of jute paper that Swapner has made by hand. I caught up with the artist at the Victoria and Albert Museum Dundee to discuss the golden fibre and her wider practice. The work really starts with making paper. So I work with cotton and then I started looking at jute because it is a cellulose fiber. I was visiting Glasgow and researching about jute and I saw that Dundee had this incredible history of jute production. So I came over here and began some research in the jute mill archives at the University of Dundee. And this work, yeah, it's looking at the presence of women in these archival photographs, which I noticed right away there were very few. Of course, there's archival photographs of of the mills here in Dundee, which had a lot of Irish women migrants who were working here. And the case in the what was undivided Bengal at the time, was noticing that there was a lot of men in the photographs and very few women. And I thought that was a really interesting contrast. I wanted to learn why that was. So this work is really looking at the role of the laborer and looking at the role of gender within that. And why is it really key to focus on the laborers? I think a lot of people sometimes get focused on process, on sort of material itself, but why are people sort of front and centre in your work? I think I wanted to know who they were because in the jute mill archives here in Dundee, a lot of names were recorded or their accident reports and there's a name associated with it. And in this case, in the Indian context, there were no names. And so for me, it was like, who was this sort of like face? Like, who were these, who were these women who were part of this industry? And also through my research, learning that the women who are working in the rural settings were actually really integral to bringing all that raw product into the cities for production. Through drawing from the archival photographs, I wanted to create a process of looking through the drawings and I guess bringing them a lot of power and presence. It's a digital print of a collage. I've embedded the archival photographs and the drawings together. Bodies are sort of emerging out of these photographs. My practice really begins with drawing, which is why I began to make paper. And the kind of links are between thinking about the surfaces I'm working with and can those surfaces tell us more about their historical presence through their materiality. The paper kind of is present in this installation in two ways. Within the collage, I've embedded these photolithographs on this handmade jute paper. So jute how it's produced now is primarily purely for export. So I kind of went over to my local hardware store and got this tree wrapping material and have used that to make the paper from. The fact that jute is used for so many different types of products and is actually so integral to shipping goods all around the world, we don't really think of it as such a robust product. And because I wanted to do drawings on them, 
I was noticing that like, if I just use my pencil, it would really pull up the fibers of the paper that I had made. These are drawings that are then scanned and then printed as photolithographs. So I wanted that drawing feel on the paper. Your practice more widely, I was struck by some previous works you've done where pattern and ornamentation mm-hmm. sort of play a really key role. I wonder if you could tell me a little bit about how you approach ornamentation in, in detail. So that feels like a really separate body of work. Everything looks quite different from each other, but I'm wanting to come at how, yeah, someone from my culture, for instance, like how do we find our own language and image making? And how have ideas of ornamentation, who has decided that that is a negative or positive thing? I always use the word reclaim, but that's not the right word. How do I reorient or have a sense of ownership over what ornamentation could be for me. I work in a very separate part of my practice. So the drawing, I feel like there's sort of two things, like there's a solitary sort of drawing or making paper is a very solitary activity. It's quite meditative. And then the other part of my practice is working with block printers in Kutch, in Gujarat. And I'm ultimately interested in the hand The hand really unifies these kind of two ways of working because with block printing, it's all hand done, but there's this idea of uniformity. But if you look carefully, every single print is slightly different. So I'm working with a specific building that was designed and built by Corbusier in the 50s in Ahmedabad, which was a real center of textile production and that building in specific I've kind of taken it and turned it into these motifs designed into wood blocks they've been carved by woodblock carvers those are amazing objects in themselves and they're printed and they're dyed using indigo so I work with a drug printers and they have a tradition of using indigo red blacks and natural colors yeah it's funny for me because I'm always a little uncomfortable with patterning and I have a hard time even looking at that work because it's so much pattern and I'm really interested in mark making in the way that I understand it as a drawer. So that body of work, I'm starting to think of those pieces as like a document of a process and a document of thinking about ornamentation. And if ornamentation can actually speak about a conceptual and a political history thinking about the decorative not purely as like a floral motif or a geometric motif, but is actually speaking about a whole history of cotton and the fact that the mill owners in this particular city, like thinking about their philanthropy in commissioning someone like Carbusier to build them a very private headquarters that was only for them. The Textile Mill Owners Association building is now open to the public, but at the time it was purely for a very small group of people. You've got, as you say, these quite different parts to your practice and the unified being in the hand. How do you manage going between the two? I don't know if collaboration is the right word. I'm still trying to process that idea. Working with Sally Mahmoud Katri, who is the block printer that I've been working with now since 2018, I'll send him something or I'll send him the blocks and I'll send him kind of a very rough design or a rough kind of layout And then the rest is really up to him. He knows I'm interested in ideas of interruptions, so pulling out a block. I'm interested in empty spaces. So with block printers, when they work commercially, they will fill the entire length of cotton that they have. They'll fill it from edge to edge and length to length. And so I wanted to think about 
ideas of repetition, but also how do you create an interruption in that repetition? For blog printing, it's also very meditative. They really get into like a rhythm of working. So I'm kind of pulling him into like a counterintuitive way, but also questioning ideas of symmetry, questioning ideas of layout and design, because wood blocks, they might be like four blocks that make up one image. So what happens when you pull out one of those blocks? Do you see something differently? So I'm interested in that sort of process. A lot of it is like, I'll get it back. And I'm curious about his decisions or his ideas of placement or his ideas of color, which we also speak about in length. And then when I'm working by myself, it is a different. It is very demanding to work with a group of people who are really dependent commercially on their production. So when I kind of come in, I'm interrupting his normal workflow. And there's a lot of pressure for me to just tell him what to do and to get going. With your work spanning continents and engaging with people and makers from different parts of the world, what are you seeing at the moment or what are you finding interesting when you are engaging with other makers and designers who are interested in similar ideas or approaches? For me, there feels like there's definitely a lot of thinking and I think a lot of intrinsic pride for those of us, whether you're in India or part of the South Asian diaspora, we grow up with textiles around us all the time. Whether one goes to design school, art school, you're not informed as how to celebrate that or where that fits into a system of value. So that kind of idea of pride, I can see that now in how artists and designers are working with craftspersons in India and there also seems to be a shift in actually naming those craftspersons. So instead of these, for me, that body of work around the artwork Mobile Palace, uh, which is all about that kind of patterning and ornamentation, for me it was very important that everybody who I work with is listed from the woodblock carvers to the block printer. I'm tired of seeing an anonymous brown hand printing something or anonymous, like an embroiderer. Who are these people? They know the value of their own work as well, and they know the value of their own knowledge and how they make things. So that is really important for me, and I think that seems to be happening across the board. The Montreal-based artist, curator and writer Swapna Tamhane. Her installation, The Golden Fibre, is on at the Victoria and Albert Museum, Dundee. That's all for this week. If you're eager for more design stories, then listen to Tuesday's edition of Monocle on Design. Or if you prefer print, then pick up a copy of Monocle magazine on all good newsstands now. Today's episode was produced by me, Maylie Evans. Thank you for listening. Thank you.